Welcome back, nerds, to the Game of Nerds podcast, where there's no shame in having an unhealthy obsession with the fandom. I'm your host, Shannon, and on this episode, we're talking all about horror and Halloween. Joining me today is our leading ladies of horror here at the Game of Nerds, Chantel and Shelby. They are the source of some of our greatest Halloween and horror content on the side. Why don't you introduce yourself, Chantel? Okay, so I have been watching horror movies for probably way too long. (laughs) Um... But that's like one of my biggest obsessions. I am honestly addicted. Um, Not just around Halloween. It is literally all year long. Um, But I also like a few other things as well. I like to play video games. Um, I like Dungeons and Dragons. And I love anime, especially Sailor Moon, which is like on the complete other side of the spectrum. (laughs) No, but I know you're really into Dungeons and Dragons and board game, and that's a realm I haven't even played in. So I definitely will have to have you back with your husband to explain to me this whole Dungeons and Dragons realm, because once again, not a realm I've jumped into. So whole nother episode with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think that's more so with Jordan. Um, I play, but he is like, he knows the ins and outs like frontwards and backwards, it is insane. <laughs> it, to me, it just, there's, there's so many levels and rules and it just, I, it amazes, it, once again, just fascinates me. The whole thing fascinates me. But once again, whole nother episode planned along <laughs> just along that. Uh, Shelby, tell us about yourself. Well, it's going to be similar to uh, Chantel. I've been a horror fan for as long as I can remember I think due to my dad showed me horror movies as a kid, which scared me to this day. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of anime and video games. As you see, I write a lot of video game content on TGON. And yeah, that's basically it. (laughs) And I know you're going to school for journalism. Would you want to write in video? Is that where you want to go? Horror video games? Uh, yes, uh, mostly video games, but I don't mind writing about horror, anime, technology. You know, I'm, I'm open to it all. That is so awesome. All right, so we like to start every podcast with uh, what's taking your money? What are you obsessing about right now? So Shelby, what's the thing that you are obsessing or what you have just bought that just took all your money? Something that I just bought that took all of my money would be uh, makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Makeup and uh, candles. Yeah, because it's fall, y'all. It's That's, fall. <laughs> we are we are basic bitches we, for sure. Uh, Chantel, what has been taking your money? What have you been obsessing over? Oh boy. Okay, so what I've been obsessing over lately has been well. I guess what recently took all my money was I just got a Buffy the Vampire Slayer tattoo. I and that saw took- it. It is what? the sickest thing ever. It is Thank awesome. You. Oh, that's awesome. Thank oh, you. I and I feel Buffy. like honestly that took all of my money. But <laughs> before that, it is it is the Halloween season, so you can only imagine that. All of my money is going towards pumpkin spice and spooky things all over my house. (laughs) Now, do you have like a general, like a lot of people who decorate for Halloween, they have like a theme, you know, I've seen Nightmare Before Christmas. I've seen like down, you know, like the whole murder Halloween. Do you have like a certain theme in your house or vibe? Honestly, it is just a hot mess of everything Halloween. (laughs) <laughs> Anything that's like spooky. Um, I do like pumpkins and I like pumpkin flavored and everything. So everything in my kitchen right now has like some sort of 
pumpkin flavored stuff too. And that's been since August. <laughs> I start, I get excited from like August, like maybe 15th or 16th, all the way until October 31st. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I love all the fall stuff. I have been uh, pulling out the tiny ghosts that we have and putting them out display. And that's kind of what's been uh, taking our money is toys recently, <laughs> because of course, NYCC is just around the corner. So pre-orders and everything are starting. Um, and a lot of really good stuff coming out, which I was quite surprised on. So um, yeah, uh, surprise here on my end on Funko being the one thing that's taking our money right now. Uh, so I guess let's jump into the main part of this podcast. We're talking everything Halloween and horror. And I guess where we can start on this is what constitutes horror for you? And it, not talking movies, it could be books, it could be whatever genre or, you know, media you take it in. Uh, what constitutes horror for you, Chantal? For me, it's anything that would make me or anyone else uncomfortable. So it could be like, I even consider a lot of like thrillers almost horror-esque depending on what the subject matter is. Um, if it's like, like it could be like something chasing after you paranormal honestly like I think horror comes in a lot of different varieties it's not just like slashers like gore constantly things being like jump scares stuff like that it, it's the little things that are just in behind the scenes that people don't quite always catch that just makes them slightly uncomfortable I think that that's what horror is that's a really good definition because like I for me anything that makes me like spooked out or like creeped out but then that's pretty much the same kind of that it's making me uncomfortable like mm -hmm. Shelby what do you what do you think I I agree um it doesn't me it doesn't have to be jump scares or gore or what we normally think is considered horror like if we take a look back at Japanese horror, like The Grudge, Juwan, uh, they necessarily don't use jump scares nor music that plays into a jump scare. They use silence and they use, they use like psychological tactics to make you feel really filled with uh, dread and just after it, you're just scared. Yes, I completely agree, 100%. Is there anything you can't like obviously if we're on here talking on this podcast we love horror and we like horror um is there anything in the horror genre that you can't stand i guess just using the old um rules of horror like um who gets killed off first you know the the girl who has sex a lot or you know the the black character or the homosexual character you know it just these old style rules where like only the, the smart virgin girl yeah, yeah the like you can predict what's gonna happen it. yeah i i like watching horror and just you know thinking it's going to be predictable but it it doesn't and that's what keeps me on edge like okay i didn't expect that usually they go this way but they didn't you know that's what I like in horror and what I don't like is them using the old classic rules. I like them to step away from it and do something new, something unpredictable. Chantel, what do you, what do you not like in the horror genre? What I don't care for in the horror genre is cheap jump scares. 
I think that is one thing that I just cannot stand when they just suddenly have loud blaring music. Like an example would be like in The Conjuring 2. That is like one that just stands out to me because I loved the first movie so much. And then the second movie, there was so many loud, I was like, that was supposed to be what was scary. And I'm like, if you can't figure out how to properly port- portray fear without having to just have music and loud things trying to scare you, then, then you're not doing your job properly. It's not, it's not a proper horror movie. It's just loud things banging in my ear. For me, I can't handle the movies that get in your brain, like the Saw trilogy. The thought of having to saw my arm off, no, I, I no. Sorry, I don't want it. My anxiety can't help handle it. I had to walk out. If I had to stay, I probably would have ended up in the loony bin. My brain just can't process that, nor does it want to. I can handle jump scares, gore, all of that kind of stuff. But once you start messing with my mind, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny that you mentioned that because the Saw franchise, even though it gets so much hate because there, there's a lot of mistakes made throughout the entire franchise. There's a lot of loose ends that aren't properly tied up or things yeah. that are just completely written off. But I love that. I don't know why I love that franchise. It, it just, it, 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 like, I always imagine myself in that situation and I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like I couldn't even imagine, like I would probably just die after like two seconds. I would not make it. I'd be like, okay, well, here I go. There's, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. It almost kind of reminds me of me watching The Walking Dead when Negan arrived and the whole showdown when Negan finally goes between Carl and, you know, Carl, you know, Rick has to decide if he's going to cut Carl's arm off or something, you know, yeah. and yeah. like, I, that was a turn, like, I was done with Walking Dead for a couple episodes. I was like, I can't, like, my brain, psychologically, I cannot mentally process having to make that decision. And for fun, no, I still, it's not fun for me to think about <laughs> making that decision. Shelby, how do you feel or deal with horror content that may send you completely over the edge? Uh, whatever I do, like, say, a horror movie marathon, if I watch too much, I have to step away. I have to step away or else I'm going to be paranoid every single night. And I've done that where like after I watched a whole marathon at night, I'm just staring at my doorway the whole entire time. Or like I won't put the blanket over my head because like I said earlier, Juwan, you know, it, they, they did psychological horror where you think going under your blanket is safe. But in that movie, what's under the blanket is the little ghost boy who's right there. So it doesn't make you feel safe under your blanket at all. So I'm just like sitting there like, all right, it's 1 a.m. I just got to wait a few more hours till daybreak. (laughs) Now, Chantel can, can, you know, understand this. The wee hours of the morning when you're up with the baby and you're you're breastfeeding and you're feeding them and doing the changes and everything, you get stuck mm-hmm. on certain TV and everything. Mine with Marvel was um, paranormal shows. And after I literally was like, Shelby, after a while, I was convinced our house was haunted. I was like, what was that sound? Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> have a ghost in my house. And it's like, no, Shannon, you've just been watching a little too many Ghost Hunters or whatever was on the Travel Channel that night. See, I feel like I'd be lying if I said I was not the same way. Like, I will watch them religiously. Like, I, it's all I watch. It's all I listen. Like, when I think of, like, all the podcasts that I listen to, they're all horror movie or true crime or paranormal or the unexplained, like something within that realm. And then I just have myself so immersed in it all the time that you think that I would go, like, kind of, like, numb to it and not, like, focused. 
but I will like have all the lights on in my house. And I'm like, Jordan, you, like my husband, you have to turn these all off while I bolt to our bedroom and climb into our bed. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to turn off all the lights because there's no way I'm going back there. Okay. <laughs> Something will get me. <laughs> and of course the baby monitor doesn't help because it's picking up oh. sounds in different other rooms. And so then you start hearing things and you're like, oh wait, is it a baby? Is it somebody in the house? Like, what is it? The baby <laughs> See, monitor that being said, to, Oh, like that is terrifying. And my husband knows that it freaks me out. So he will go in there and he will play creepy music into the baby monitor when I don't think that he's like anywhere near there. So I'm like freaking out and oh, he, he does this to me all the time. It's, it has to be like five times within the past like two or three weeks. But is he a big horror person? Like this is a good segue into this question. Is he really big into horror too or is he like Andy where it's not going to happen? See, he, when we first started dating, so like almost like eight years ago, he was not, he saw it. He didn't really care about it at all. But then because it's all that I really, <laughs> oh, like it's a big part of my life. He wound up getting into it more. And now he's probably, he probably has more trivia on horror than I do now at this point. Now, see, I have been with Andy. It'll be 15 years in December. He will not watch a scary movie. It won't happen. I, uh, I think it was your husband who was like, Shannon, you got it. It's out. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. And I was like, oh, Andy, let's watch it. He goes, you can buy it on your time. <laughs> and so I had to watch it while he was at home, uh, while he was at work. Cause he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow it to be played. Like he can't even handle American horror story. Like this is mm -mm. Oh. like, no, he can't. The most scariest thing that he's seen recently that I was actually very surprised was Netflix's um, the haunting of Hill house. He actually oh, wow. really enjoyed that. And he said it wasn't, um, too scary like the jump scares weren't like you know tacky but they you know got his heart racing but it wasn't scary enough to where he goes i would cry to mommy <laughs> that's fair that 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 was a really good series and there were creepy moments but i can get how it's not quite comparable to like american horror story or you he know, it. Even, yeah, he won't watch it and Chucky. He's like, no, but he did. I get, you know, we, I, I think we've all been inundated with the classics of Scream. I, I, mm -hmm. I know what you did last summer, those kind of things, Chucky, um, Halloween. Um, but no, does he want to see him again? No, no. He, I think he's been <laughs> scarred for life and he's, he's ruined. He is excited for the new season of The Haunting of Hill House whenever that comes out, but no, that's, no, he's not going to watch anything else. I am more <laughs> like, I'm hoping, now see, Marvel likes to be scared. If you actually scare her, she <gasps> laughs hysterically. Oh, that's I'm, so cute. <laughs> Andy's like, no, no, this is not okay, and I'm like, no, this is going to be awesome. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited hopefully I, i'll get a horror buddy out of her uh shelby does your boyfriend like uh horror well he doesn't but if i'm watching it and obviously he's in the same living room he'll watch it too uh but would he watch it by himself no no he just does it for me because I like to watch it all the time. He'll just sit through, or if there's a scary part, he'll go on his phone really quick before he knows there's a scary part coming up. Uh, I think the most recent movie we watched where he actually sat through it, not looking away at all, is um, 
Train to Busan, which is a Korean horror film on Netflix. And he just sat through and watched that. And I was like surprised. I was like, okay. All right. That's a fantastic movie. It is. And I recommend watching the new Netflix horror, uh, Korean horror movie, uh, Hashtag Alive. That reminded Mm -hmm. me of Train to Busan. It's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. No, see, you guys are lucky that your your significant other at least lets you watch horror. I ha- like while they're in the room. Andy's like, no, sorry, on your time, you I better be at work or I better be asleep. No, no, I want to be nowhere in that room when that horror goes off. What uh, about during the day? No, uh, uh-uh. oh, okay. <laughs> we could have all the lights on and the windows up, and it's bright. And he's not watching it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> But that's why I say I get excited about things like The Haunting of Hill House because I'm like, oh, okay, a series I may be able to get him into. But once again, I don't know how I got him into that. I think I started watching, it was one of those shows when uh, I started watching and then he was like, oh, okay, I want to watch like, and then it was like he was addicted. He had to know. So, and, (laughs) and there's very few, like for Andy to get addicted to a show, I know it's a good show. And he does that very rarely. And the most recent example I have is Umbrella Academy. Like he was like, no, we got to finish it. I need to know. Um, and <laughs> that's the true tale of a good show when, or movie is when you need to finish it as a parent. You're like, no, the kid needs to go to sleep. We'll stay up till midnight. I don't care. Has there ever been a movie that you've walked away from and went, yep, that's going to leave a mark and scar me for life? I have two movies. Um, the earlier in my childhood, I think the first horror movie I watched was Chucky and it was just by accident. I was flipping through like channels and there it was. And I, all I saw was a doll walking and talking and wasn't sure like what it was. And then all of a sudden, you know, the scary parts kicked in. And at the time I had porcelain dolls and I could not, I could not like sleep in my room with those dolls looking at me. So my mom took them all away, put them in her closet, and I can't go in her closet. I still don't like porcelain dolls to this day that have, like, the real looking eyes. I can't do it. So that scarred me for life. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Uh, I can still watch Chucky, just no dolls. No, no None of that. Um, another movie that I just, I stepped away from and looked away, which I hardly do nowadays, was uh, Gerald's Game also on netflix it's a stephen king film and it it was just this one scene where the wife she uh is handcuffed to the bed and she's trying to get out and her husband is dead uh and so she's trying to she use a shard of glass to kind of like slit her wrist and slowly pulls the skin off her hand with the handcuff and the reason why i had to look away was it was slow oh yeah and agonizing and usually scary parts are fast or like you know when it deals with like body horror or gore it's fast but this was slow and i just never have i felt so physically nauseous to look at it and i've never felt that with horror before and so it was kind of like an adrenaline rush like i've never felt this before with a movie but at the same time like i can't i really can't it's too much it's too much, too much. I've never felt that nausea before. That that feeling was how I felt with Saw. That was like, okay, it's you've you've taken it too far. You've gone in my brain. I want you out. Thank right? you. Goodbye. <laughs> I I can't get the image out this day, and it's like, ugh, 
it's uh i i probably wouldn't watch the movie again because of it because i just don't want to see that scene again (laughs) all right chantelle thank you chantelle what movie gave you the heebie-jeebies Okay, so I think the worst and most traumatizing horror movie that I have ever seen was I went into this movie not totally knowing what it was, and I should have not gone in so blind and have done just a little bit of research because I would have been like, nope, that is a no-go for me, but it was Cannibal Holocaust. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, I have been a vegetarian for over 10 years. Oh, (laughs) So that's on top of it. Um, I would never support anything like that, or nor would I subject anybody to watching this. But my my co-host at the time, when I used to be on a different horror podcast, had asked me to do this to watch this horror movie and he requested me not to do any research and just to find it and watch it so i was like okay so it's going to be like i I was assuming it was going to be pretty dark and i was going to have a hard time with it but i had no idea quite what i was getting into now i did sit through the entire thing you made it through the entire thing chantelle I somehow did. <laughs> now I did go on my phone and stuff like that. And I was like, I can't believe, like I was texting him and I was like, I cannot believe that you are putting me through this. Like, what is wrong with you? And I was looking it up and I was like, there's no way that it's real. Like this can't be real. And I was like, oh my goodness, it is real. This is unbelievable. I would recommend nobody, nobody to put themselves through that. There are so many different type of movies, like horror movies that you can watch that are scary and traumatizing in probably the same way without being real. Yeah, I've heard about it, but never seen it. So I've always wanted to watch it, but at the There's same time, I've heard about it. To. There's your warning not to. Did you not? But it. that kind of makes, <laughs> lures me in more. <laughs> That's the kind of person I am when it comes to things to watch. If someone is like, it's too scary, don't watch it. I'm like, oh, okay, let me, let me go ahead and watch it. (laughs) Like, you know, in a horror movie where, where the dog dies, you know, that's, that's going to be a good horror movie because they are taking this to the next level. They take this very, very seriously. Well, this is a real dog. (laughs) There's no, there, there's, yeah, there's no, like, it's, it's real. Yeah. What you're watching is. You lost Shelby. You're like, nope, I can't do Yay. it. I don't know. I'll get back to you if I do watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely do. Let me know if you do. Let me let me know how you're doing afterwards. Oh, but if I, I had to take a break. <laughs> if you do, I want an article on TGON about this because this is just some next level horror. Well, I'm off of work the next two days, so that'll give me time to recuperate. <laughs> oh, what have I done? <laughs> So I'll probably do that tomorrow (laughs) if I find it. Look at what you've done with your influence, Chantel. For me, I was scared very young with Chucky by a cousin who showed it to me probably way before I was at the age to watch it. So my next shot at horror was in eighth grade. And I remember flipping through the channels while my parents were at home. I think my mom went to pick up my brothers from school. And I thought I would test my scare level with Um, The first thing that I could actually find that the TV would let me watch, thanks parental guidance, you know, restrictions. And of course, 
Uh, this first one that I found, first off, I should say that I hate ships always have, I have a fear of drowning, being eaten by sharks, not my thing. So of course, the first movie I chose that opened was Ghost Ship. And I only got to watch two minutes. And the two minutes that I watched was the opening scene where everyone gets cut in half. And let's be honest, I was good off horror for a while. I think it was, that was my first major massive gore death scene and it sent me over the edge and I literally turned off the TV and walked away. Um, and it wasn't until I had a boyfriend in high school who was a horror junkie that inundated me with classics like Scream, Halloween, I Know What You Did Last Summer, that I could eventually handle now that's one that I haven't seen, so I may have to add yeah. that one to my There's list. There's a lot of things I gotta jot down tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring up my notepad here. Start right. writing it down. This is that one is definitely one of those ones where I'm just like, yeah, uh, I survived, but would I? I don't think I've ever seen it since. To be honest with you, you know, like it's one of those ones that I saw in middle school, and that was the only scene I saw. I don't want to see anymore, and I probably don't again i'm good you guys horror comes in different genres is it just movies that you like or is there other forms that you have been ingesting i know chantelle you've talked about uh dark archie comics um and other you know uh horror based comics on tgon um so i know comics is kind of up your alley um is there any other kind of media that you ingest ho that is horror based um yeah, I like comics, graphic novels. Like one that I've been reading recently was recommended me to me by a friend was called Gideon Falls. Okay. And it is a dark graphic novel. I it is the imagery is so unique and it's so different. So I definitely recommend that series if you haven't read it already. Um another form would be like actual novels, audiobooks things like that. Um, I enjoy watching just like YouTube channels and stuff like that, where they talk about paranormal experiences and true crime and all that kind of stuff. Video games and anime. I like, I like mm -hmm. horror anime. I don't know if you've ever heard of the anime called Another. No, I think I, it is, no. it is spooky and fantastic. And I really, really recommend it. I, I, that down. <laughs> I have not. And then once again, another thing that I have no real experience in is anime. I don't know a lot about it. Um, so I, it, comics, I can understand. I've gotten into the books. Um, I, anime, I haven't been able to get into But once again, another whole episode that I get to look forward to on this <laughs> podcast of learning how to, you know, learning about uh, Shelby, what is some of your favorite horror, you know, media forms? I honestly welcome all forms of it into my life. <laughs> I, I love reading Stephen King's books. I've been a huge fan since middle school. Um, my favorite book of his is Dr. Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining. Oh. And it's got to be my most favorite read. Uh, anime uh, and TV. I think the number one horror tv show i think came out this year that i've been really just it was one of those where like i couldn't watch and it was also unpredictable it's called uh juan origins and it's supposed to be like the origins of the grudge and all that and it was just it was a lot to take in horror wise and just there was some scenes that were hard to watch that was pretty brutal but i enjoyed it and I binged it 
in like a one night thing. That's how much I couldn't just like stop watching it. If you are starting in horror, where would you, where do you recommend to start, Chantel? I would say like, I would definitely start with like movies. I think movies are a good place to start but I wouldn't start off with like anything too scary. Now I do have an 11, almost 12 year old son. And we were discussing that he wants to watch a horror movie on Halloween. Now I was sitting here thinking and thinking and thinking because I was like, okay, I can't show him anything too, too scary. I don't want to traumatize him. (laughs) So I was, (laughs) I spent a long time thinking about it. And the movies that I came up with were Signs, The Sixth Sense, Ooh, Sixth Sense is a good one. Sixth Sense, yeah. Signs, too. I watched that as a kid. Yeah, so did I. So I was like, you know, there's not really a whole ton of language. There is nothing that's too, too scary. Nothing too graphic. Like, you don't see a whole ton of stuff. Like, you get, like, you get the idea of what's happening without really, really seeing it, which I thought would be good because it would build up tension without it being too overly scary. And I think that would be a good place to start like new people to watch horror because you don't want to suddenly just jump in and be like, let's watch The Exorcist. And you're sitting there for two hours watching probably the scariest thing of your entire life. Um, So I definitely would say baby steps. After you start off with like a few movies, you can like work your way up to like, I think Scream's always a a good one to go to next because it's a classic. It has so many fun horror tropes that have been existed for years. So when you start like, when you watch something like Scream, you get all these different horror tropes that have been building since like the fifties or sixties all kind of in one movie. So you're, you're kind of getting a feel of what horror is really like in that sense, if that makes sense, which I think is like an important thing to kind of understand. And then you can kind of go back and watch all those like original, like Halloween, Friday, the 13th, like you can watch everything, like fill in the blanks and watch everything else after that. Um, Another good, good place to start with horror would be horror audiobooks. Now that is, or even like horror podcasts, like one that I listen to quite frequently is the No Sleep podcast. And that is like a short story horror audio podcast. And each up, like each kind of short story is maybe about 20 minutes, half an hour long, sometimes less, sometimes more, give or take. But it's something you can just listen to while driving to work. And it's creepy and unsettling. And I think that's a good, good way to get into horror without having to sit down and watch like a two hour long girls like spin in her head and green soup is going everywhere. (laughs) Shelby, where would you think is the best place to start with horror? I mean, the big thing for me, like Sixth Sense and things like that are the perfect, uh, you know, starting place uh, for me, for me being the big, like I was not into horror. So you got to take little baby steps with me here. Okay. Jump scares, things. The thing, I think the movie that's shy, what's the M not M I'm going to butcher this name. M night (laughs) Shyamalan. I had to say this really close, really, really, really slow. Uh, The movie with the aliens where they're in the cornfield. Yeah. That's signs. That that is that. Okay. All right. (laughs) So we were on the same page. I'm just behind. Wait, way to go. Mom brain. Way to go. It's totally fine. (laughs) Shelby, what are some other great movies to start with? Um, honestly, like how I did it was I started off with the classics, um, like what I'm wearing, Halloween. Um, yeah, it has some blood, but not really like 
that it's not really like bad compared to what you see now Mm-hmm. But I would probably start start off with Halloween because Halloween's coming up, you know, and it kind of gets you all spooked up. And uh, but I wouldn't watch the whole, like the whole franchise. I would watch the first Halloween movie and then go to the new sequel that came out in the last couple years, and because you know they've officially said the other the old sequels and whatnot are not canon they're not part of the first movie or anything Uh like that yeah so they completely like crossed it off and started a whole new sequel and they want you to go by that um i would just start with the classics and then once you're done with that work your way to hellraiser which i found to be a lot more scarier than you know halloween and then work your way to uh you know like the Leatherface movies, you know, the Chainsaw Massacre and whatnot, you know, and then just work your way up. Um, just start from the classics and work all the way to the 90s and then to 2000s and 2010s, you know? In that aspect, can, do you guys think that horror has gotten just more hardcore as the years have gone on? Or do you like think like, there's just different level. like each movie is a different level of horror. You've got the movies that are way over here that are way scary, way gory, and just cannibal level. <laughs> or we've got the, you know, like jump scare, paranormal, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Do you think like over the years, media's had to top themselves or are we still just creating different levels of horror? I believe yes and no. Uh, it just depends on who's behind the film because there's horror movies out there that, like I said, are predictable and use the same tactics and they're not really scary or seen as good. Um, And then there's movies out there like Get Out or like, you know, just beyond serious and even like movies where you have to walk away and think about it. You know, like the movie Get Out, you walk away and you think, you know, about the underlying theme of it and not just the horror aspect, but uh, it just depends on who's behind it, you know? Cause sometimes uh, some companies just wanna push out a film and don't really put much thought into it. And then there's, you know, uh, you know, the director of Get Out who like really thought it through and worked hard on it and had this creative process, you know? And then it, it, it turns out well. it just depends Chantel do you think they've kept upping the levels as they've gone on or do you think we're just kind of like Shelby says it just depends on who's behind it and their their level of horror that they're trying to bring to the film to an extent I think the issue with more recent horror movies is that people are getting lazy so I feel like the overuse of gore the overuse of jump scares they're not like they're not relying so much on their storytelling as they are relying on just making you uncomfortable without having anything else behind it to back it up. I think that's the biggest, the biggest issue with newer horror movies. That being said, there are still tons that do come out where the people like Jordan Peele put in a huge effort, like Get Out and Us were fantastic movies. And then I come to think of like Hereditary. That was also an amazingly well done movie. The Witch, another very creative creative horror movie that wasn't necessarily done before or even if it was done before it was done differently so it wasn't like watching the same thing over and over and over again 
which I think is fantastic. So it all just depends. Like you get like Blumhouse that pumps out some really, really good movies, but then you get them to also pump out just the same thing over and over and over and over again. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to watch this movie because it's a Blumhouse movie because I don't know if it's going to be a hit or a miss (laughs) because sometimes they pump out such amazing, amazing films. And then the next time it's just like, what am I watching? I totally agree. And in that aspect, because they have such a variety within films and everything, is there a monster or dark, you know, like each film has some form of darkness, monster, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we can call Jason the killer, the monster, the darkness in that movie. Um, What has been your favorite darkness killer way of being, you know, movie and the way it's been used. Uh, For example, for me, I think my favorite's always kind of been Chucky. I think that is the best way to terrorize children is by making a doll talk and be a murderer. I think it's a (laughs) great thing. Um, What about you, Shel? The unknown. I mean, that's always been humankind's biggest fear is the unknown. Like what, what's behind that door? What's lurking in those shadows? You don't know. You know, I, I like uh, movies that don't, you know, feed you a lot of information about the killer because then it's not scary. Then you're familiar with what's behind that killer and you understand them. I like that it's unknown. You don't know. You don't know what's coming after you or why. You know, that's the scary part. That's what makes you walk away and paranoid. Chantel, what's been your favorite uh, horror, killer, darkness uh, use of in a movie? No, I completely agree with like both of you guys. I love Chucky and I love like creepy, like things that you aren't quite expecting. Um, if I'm thinking necessarily a slasher, my favorite favorite slasher is Ghostface. I love Scream. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's, it's my favorite. I can't wait for the new movie and it has basically all of the cast, which I'm pumped about. Um, but when I'm thinking of like something that scares me necessarily the most in that sense, I would have to say like demonic type presences within films, like any possession film will definitely, it, that, that's one that hits home for me. That is one that will leave me running to my bedroom in the middle of the night to try and hide under the blankets before whatever it is is going to get me, even though there's nothing there that's actually going to get me. But that's definitely what will freak me out the most. So you would say like your old school Hollywood, like, you know, a horror movie would be like some kind of ghost film. Um, You know, like I'd be partial to werewolves. Um, Shelby, what would you be partial in the old Hollywood film monster era? You know, Swamp Swamp Man, uh, you know. Gosh, it it would probably be a werewolf too. I've always loved, um, oh, what what was the movie called? Uh, The American Werewolf in London or something? Yeah. Is that yeah? So I I remember watching that and just that transformation into werewolf, it it freaked me out just seeing that like that body change, and like ugh, it's just ugh. <laughs> Since we're on the topic of werewolves, I just want to say one horror movie that I love that has werewolves in it is actually a Canadian film, and I am from Canada, and it's called Ginger Snaps. And if you, oh. it is fantastic. If you haven't already seen it, yeah, definitely. I have not seen. It. I'm going to add this to my list of movies that it's so good. Oh, there's, 
do you think shows like so our next episode after this podcast is supernatural supernatural once again very one has played into the horror tv realm and i feel like tv kind of is one of those medias that can't really has to be very careful how they use horror i feel like american horror story is one of those ones that probably gets away with like the max amount it's going to get on tv um unless you start going over to hbo or some kind of streaming then you know there are no freaking rules at that point um what the tv shows how which one has been your favorite like for me supernatural kind of helped re-gift that love into horror because it was those what we talk about those basic monster movies you're going after the monster each week it was a vampire it was a werewolf it was you know a swamp thing it was a ghost you name it are there any tv shows that have kind of given you that horror feeling that hasn't you know been mainstream i mean a lot of people don't think of horror in tv besides american horror story because it has it in the name it uh, it's buffy buffy Buffy. the vampire slayer that is like that is what i started with i grew up on that i watched it all the time even before i could really watch horror movies or anything like that because my parents were like well it's on tv it's okay she can watch it (laughs) i was probably still too young but it was fantastic and that is one that will stick with me for forever I love Buffy's fashion in that show. I want to be her. She is like some like strong female lead character who's just hot. (laughs) She is a bad bitch. Right. I always wanted to be her. And that's what I like about that. Buffy was one of those shows that really kind of got me into TV and media because like before then TV, you know, I got to watch movies like in our house. It was you got to watch movies. We watched Nickelodeon. If we are my mom's rule was always we had to me and my brothers had to agree and if we all three couldn't agree on something then we didn't get the tv so it was either power rangers or nickelodeon (laughs) those were the (laughs) only two choices um but i you know i remember getting to watch buffy because buffy was on after my brothers went to sleep but i was still up you know um but i think that started Mm -hmm. i mean that was when it was wb i mean we're talking dawson's creek era felicity we're talking about a whole nostalgic era where like Buffy just was that little horror sci-fi of that time um Mm -hmm. I feel like we don't get that level of of amazingness anymore in tv to be honest because I I feel like Buffy is just a bit Buffy is a great example way to go Chantel (laughs) iconic she is iconic. iconic Shelby is there one tv show that sticks out for you um for a recent one uh I think I said it earlier, uh, Juwan Origins. Uh, the reason I can't just stop watching it, it has like relatable like stuff that's happening in it. And it's just the kind of horror like you can't look away. And it it's not predictable. And it has that Japanese horror, like psychological, like it's it doesn't play music leading up to a scary part. It's just silence and in that way it's relatable because you don't hear scary music leading up to a, a jump scare in real life you know yeah. all you hear is silence you know so you just you relate to it in some form so I've been really liking that well will I watch it again no <laughs> <laughs> I love when you I love the satisfaction of finishing something and going yeah I'm not gonna watch that again ever again that was that was some good time wasted but 
not going to go down that rabbit hole again. It just If I was thinking of something recent, because like Juan's like kind of like a recent one, I would definitely mm-hmm. have to say iZombie. I think that is also mm, another that, fantastic series. I iZombie, another one that didn't get enough credit because I, I feel like CW's got all the superheroes. So anything that's not superhero doesn't get enough love in it. If it's not super supernatural or superheroes, if it doesn't have super in the first part of it, you're <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get enough ad time. It, yeah, it just it doesn't get enough love on the on the CW. Uh iZombie I zombie, yeah, definitely another one. I mean, zombies alone. I mean, we could, we could go. We were forgetting about Walking Dead, <laughs> which John will be like, "Well, way to go, Shannon." Um, Walking <laughs> Dead and zombies are its own. You know, I, I love zombies, but I'm over them. I love them, but I'm over them. I, we've had, I totally get it. I can't. We need to bring back witches. I haven't seen witches in a while. You know, like back in early 2000s, there was like the craft and charmed and all of that. And you don't really see much of witches like now. There is one new movie that just came out. I can't remember if it was 2019 or early 2020, but it is on Netflix and it is called The Wretched. And that Mm. is a newer witch movie other than like The Witch. Or the Vavitch, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, but I think that was that was it was done differently. It wasn't quite done like the craft. And yeah. of course, as I'm sure you ladies know, they are remaking or doing a sequel to yeah, the craft. I saw that. It's coming out soon. Yeah. Um I heard we're gonna get a second hocus pocus too. And if that's true, then yes. all the world is a great place because I feel like Hocus Pocus, like there's just certain movies that scream, it's Halloween. Nightmare Before Christmas, I have this like a love-hate relationship. One of my nanny kids who I love more than anything in this world would watch Nightmare Before Christmas like on repeat. Um, And then every Halloween and Christmas, like between October and Christmas, that's all he would watch. And this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Like all the time. And now here, guess what? 10 years later, after this whole experience, I now sit with my daughter and go, this is Halloween. This is Barbie. Like, you know, she has her own song. Why? Because her birthday is in October. A Nightmare Every Christmas bugs me. I, I feel like it's a Halloween movie, but I feel like you're in two different holidays, so you don't really count. Um, Hocus Pocus screams Halloween for me. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Beetlejuice is by far. I'm wearing my Beetlejuice shirt today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice is by far, hands down, mm-hmm. my favorite, but my daughter's not going to be able to watch that one for a long time. Is there Halloween movies to you that just scream Halloween? Well, for me, um, I don't know if you guys seen it, but probably kids of my age have seen it halloween town yes i used to love watch halloween town and their sequels i would watch it every halloween as a kid i loved it that screamed halloween i wanted to be in that town i wanted to like just stay there and be a witch and all that i just loved it i entirely agree that one was fantastic that's Which, probably a good starter too for if you're like a young and you you're curious about horror start with like Halloween Town and you know Nightmare Before Christmas. It's not like really horror horror but it's it's leading up to it. It's baby mm-hmm. steps, you know. 
once again, every time I get to October, I think, oh, what is Chantel doing? Because I love her decor. I love just, <laughs> what is she doing? She is Halloween. She is Halloween. Like, you could have your own song now at this point, Chantel. <laughs> if only. Uh, <laughs> what movie, what is Screaming Halloween? I know you have kids too, so you are watching all the Halloween kids stuff. What is your favorite things to watch TV-wise or and movie-wise for Halloween? Now, one that I watched all the time as a kid that I feel like it's just, I don't know why I watched it. Like, I feel like no one else I know had ever seen it, but it was called When Good Ghouls Go Bad. And this is so familiar. It, it, it was on familiar. like Family Channel all the time when I was growing up or the Disney Channel or what have you. Um, but it was just like a bad B movie, but I loved it. So I watched that one all the time as well as Beetlejuice. That is a classic and I will watch it all the time. Now, Nightmare Before Christmas, I do love that movie, but I never know when to watch it. So when I watch it around Halloween, I feel kind of uncomfortable because I'm like, "Mm, am I supposed to watch this around here? And then I try to watch it around Christmas and I'm like, this isn't holly jolly enough for for Christmas time. Like, I don't know. When when do I watch this movie? I feel like it needs to be like in between like like Thanksgiving. Like we just need to do <laughs> a Thanksgiving movie that way it's like oh it's in between Halloween but not yet Christmas. Like honestly, I watch it on both holidays because I can't watch it just for Halloween. I have to watch it for Christmas. Like you know, you always have to watch the Christmas movie marathon as well and that one's just part of it for me. I have mm-hmm. to watch it on both or else it just feels weird. Now, see, that's I, fair. Why not have both? <laughs> yeah. I, feel, I feel like the Christmas movie list is like twice as long as the Halloween list. Oh, like, yeah. Let's be real here, though. Like, I feel like Halloween gets gypped. It kicks off the holiday season. You got Halloween and then you got Thanksgiving and then you've got the holidays and then boom, New Year's. And if you're lucky, you've got Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I always see it. Like, oh, yay, a bunch of holidays. I know a lot of people are not doing Halloween or Halloween's been canceled in their city. And I'm promoting everyone to have a safe Halloween, wash your hands, don't be in crowds. Um, but what are you guys dressing up for Halloween this year? I, I'm not doing any dressing up. <gasps> uh, I, I haven't dressed up for Halloween since middle school. It's more so I dedicate the day to horror movies Ooh. and I keep the candy to myself. I don't share it with the kids. That's just how I do it. <laughs> I like her house. We should go to her house, Chantel. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Chantel, I know you you are gonna have fun with the kids. Have you guys are you guys doing a family theme? Does everyone have their own ideas? What's going on at your house? Now my boys are a little too old for a family theme. I have tried for years to convince them and they are like, Nope, we want to do our own thing. So I'm like, fine, do your own thing, live your best life, whatever. <laughs> um But what I'll do is we'll take the boys like trick-or-treating, like not actually trick-or-treating though because of COVID, but we'll take them to grandma and grandpa's house and they'll get a little candy tree bag there. Um, And they have picked out their costumes already, I believe. My youngest wants to, like my youngest boy wants to be a Minecraft character. Ooh, good choice. I'm like, okay. And then my oldest wants to be a spooky scarecrow. Ooh. And 
For myself, I don't know if I will necessarily dress up this year, but I do enjoy doing makeup and special effects. So I'm going to try to do a Beetlejuice inspired makeup Ooh, look. That's awesome. And what's, did you decide what baby girl is going to be this year? We're not a hundred percent sure, but I kind of want her to be an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> that's so adorable. I like, I like that. Uh, we're kind of, we're kind of doing the same thing. Um, we're going to be quote unquote trick or treating at grandma and grandpa's house. Um, and mm -hmm. going and my brother lives there. So we'll probably go bang on his door and get candy from him too. So we'll go trick or treating <laughs> twice. Um, Marvel is obsessed with Ghostbusters and the Ghostbusters, uh, Funko items that we've all had to move out of her possession because she just <laughs> wants to use them. So we've decided she's going to meet the state puff marshmallow man. Um, so <gasps> that's what she's going to do for Halloween. Um, if it was up to Andy, we'd do a full family, you know, cosplay because this month was supposed to be Silicon for us, uh, the convention. Um, so we had like a whole cosplay plan so that would go for Halloween and COVID. That's all I have to say. Mm -hmm. COVID um, is ruining all of our fun. Um, but Marvel's going to dress up as the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And everyone's, gonna, like I said, we're all going to survive. We're all going to have a happy Halloween. Um, we can easily all just go to the store and buy ourselves candy and be okay. We are all. 100%. Right? <laughs> See, if I had a kid, I would dress mine up as uh, the face hugger from Alien. And I would be the Xenomorph. That, that's just... <laughs> I wouldn't that's care amazing. if my kid wouldn't know what that is, but that's what the kid is going to wear. <laughs> I had a nanny, so cute. nanny kid uh, a couple of years ago. He is uh, really curly hair, red, and uh, hit one. I think he was about one and a half, almost two at this point. And uh, mom thought this was the perfect time to dress him up as Chucky. And oh my, there is nothing more hilarious than a one and a half year old running around with a fake knife looking really manic because he's just so excited and wired <laughs> off candy. Um, that is wild. I love that. But it, he like it legit looked cute. And she goes, when else am I going to be able to do it? And I was like, hey, Never. all power to you. Like, I wish I had thought of this thing sooner. So now I'm like, okay, for next Halloween, what could I convince Marvel to do? Uh, ah, I love Halloween. It's like, once again, the best holiday all year, you guys. Can we all agree on that? <laughs> 100%. Thank you, ladies, for spending your evening talking with me all things horror and Halloween. Chantel, why don't we start with you? How can our fans follow you and learn all about your latest projects? Um, right now, I'm mostly just focusing on makeup, but I have been writing in my spare time. I just have not shared it with anyone yet because I want to see if I can kind of keep the momentum going with three children. Um, but if you want to find out when I, whenever I do share this information, um, I do have a Twitter account where it's at Chantel Rollups. And then I also have a makeup account on Instagram that is Chantel underscore beauty underscore YQR. Awesome. And you definitely, if you are into FX and the makeup skills like that and build up, Chantel is amazing. It's I am awe, in awe of people who can, who have creative <laughs> talent like that. Cause I don't have those kinds of skills. So make sure you are stocking Chantel. If you like makeup and those, especially that Halloween is coming up, girl, you've got to, you've got to show off all your skills. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Shelby, where can, besides TGON, where we find you every week and I get to see your lovely face, where else can we find you? Where can we stalk you? I, I don't really, I'm not as fabulous yet to have social media right now. It's in the works, I promise. Um, the project I'm currently working on is, well, I'm going to watch the Cannibal Holocaust. I don't know if you guys heard of it. And I'm going to write about it. Well, you heard it here first, folks. You can check out the website now for all your Halloween and horror recommendations and Shelby's Cannibal Holocaust review in case you need to be absolutely scarred for life. While you're there, make sure you find Chantel's TGON Screams coverage. But if you aren't into horror, don't worry. We still got you covered. You can catch all the latest nerd news, reviews, and recommendations from video games, books, movies, television, cosplay, and more at thegameofnerds.com. We can also be found on all major social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube as The Game of Nerds. So make sure you're following us and subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. As always, we thank you for listening and supporting fellow nerds. Remember, when you play for The Game of Nerds, you either level up or respawn. Stay spooky!